I hope you guys are well. I am very well myself. I actually took last week off doing a little episode. Um, I love giving you guys like an episode every Tuesday, but you know when you just need to listen to yourself and you know what you need. And I think I'd rather take a break and come back and, you know, create something with a little bit more intention and a little bit more value than putting it out for the sake of it because I've created a deadline in my head. And I'm gonna kind of expand on that to this episode, but I'm basically gonna take you through what got me down the last month when I hit rock bottom. Well, I say rock bottom, but like when I got quite low, what I've done afterwards and how I've got to a place I am now. Because I think it's always, how do I say it? When you go through a hard time, you genuinely think you are the only one going through it. And not necessarily the fact that you don't think other people are going through hard times, but you believe that you are the only one going through what you're going through right now. And you don't think anybody else is feeling that way. And the truth is that we all feel that way. We may be in different circumstances and experiencing different things, you know, slightly or a lot different things, but the overall feeling is the same. Whether that's overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, um, lots of things. And so when I was going through my hard time, I just felt really alone in it. And I just didn't think anyone else was feeling the same or going through the same things. And I remember it was my Leeds Run Club where it was a really, really hard day for me that day. And I've been doing a run club tour and I've just finished, which is crazy. But when I did this one location, I remember feeling really, really down and I was running and I was talking to some girls who had come like to the run club and I just opened up. Like for someone who I just met, I was like, I'm really struggling at the moment. And that's really hard for me to say. And not in the way of like, I don't allow myself to have down days because I do. And I'm very open about that on like my socials and my platforms. But it was more the fact that how down I felt, like at what intensity I thought I wasn't allowed to. I thought it, I, I felt shame around it, especially the fact that I try like help people on the internet. The fact that I was feeling so low, like I was like, what is going on here? And I was just talking to these girls and I was like, yeah, I haven't been feeling great. They're like, yeah, me too. And I was saying, I was just like rallying my thoughts with them. I was like, and I feel like I can't share it. She was like, why? We're all going through it. Like, like sometimes it's nice to hear that. And I was like, oh my God, that is so true. Like, I don't know. I just kind of like, I wasn't gonna tell anyone that I was going through something hard. I don't know. I don't know what the mojo was. I was very stuck in my head. But yeah, I was having a bit of a, not crisis, but the last month, every single day that went past, I felt even more overwhelmed and even more stressed. I felt like I could never keep up with my to-do list and that I would always have things to do, that I could be putting in my 100% and that it still wasn't enough. You know, I could do a whole day of, like crossing things off my to-do list and admin and all of that jazz. And at the end of the day, I would still have more. I would I would feel like essentially I hadn't done enough. And it was quite 
well, it was really hard. And I also felt that I had a lot of commitments of things that I previously said yes to. And then, you know, come that week, I didn't want to do an event or I didn't want to do something social. And it was never really my run clubs. It was more like just other things you agree to. And for a while, I hadn't noticed that what I was feeling and going through wasn't the way it should be. I just kind of thought that, no, if I work really hard and put my foot down, then it will all go away and I'll feel relaxed. But once my list is done, and then I think what kind of tipped me over the edge was every, like a month went by and still there was so much to do. And I kind of realized, oh my God, I'm only gonna get busier. Um, and so I kind of just went into this little shell and I was like, I, you know, when you just feel so trapped and everything's like falling down on you and you're just trying to hold yourself up and not many people around understand and you don't feel like you actually can breathe and you don't think that anyone around you that is not causing it, but let's say you have deadlines or you've got teachers or you've got coaches or you've got people that you work with, you you believe that there is no way out, that the stuff that you are going through can only be fixed by you. And so, yeah, I was getting really, really down. I then, it was, oh, you know what it was? Sorry, this, I haven't like written my thoughts out before this podcast, so it is very like no law and order. It's just things off, well, you know, inside Anna's mind as we do. But stay with me. I was vlogging this month too, probably like two weeks in the middle of it. And I had noticed that I had become really like negative. When I was re-watching the footage, it was like, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. I'd sit down and be like, okay guys, so I've done all of this today, but I still need to do this. So I'm gonna get it done. And then an hour later, I'd come back and vlog and be like, so I just cried, um, I'm gonna do the rest in the morning. And it was just so like, I was looking back at it and I was like, oh my gosh, you put so much pressure and so many things like, you, you say that you need to do so many things in your day. Like, no wonder you're walking around stressed or I don't even know. And so the vlogging really helped me reflect. Once I'd kind of finished the vlog, I then realized, okay, I'm actually not happy with the way that I'm living at the moment. One of the biggest things I stand by is to feel happy while doing life, whether that's like what your job is or what you're studying for or how many things you want to achieve. Like to be happy throughout it is a really like core value for me. And I had realized like, oh my God, I'm supposedly doing the thing that I love. You know, all my like kind of videos and podcasts and socials and having a team around me traveling and somehow you're walking around like a stressed peanut and I don't like that. And so it wasn't really a, how did you decide to snap out of your rut or whatever you want to call it, but it was more like giving up. Like I gave up on the idea of being stressed all the time. I didn't want to, like I, I, that was enough motivation for me to change something in my lifestyle or mindset or something because I was just getting low every day and I put something up on my Instagram story and I was just like, I've been feeling really low and I've changed a few mindsets, behaviors. And I remember a lot of people were like, please expand. Like, what did you do? 
and I'll kind of go into what I did. So yeah, I had reflected on my vlog footage. I noticed I was just walking around stressed, didn't want it anymore, kind of wanted to disown it. And so just feeling like really anxious. And I go to Leeds, I do my event, and afterwards I'm in a hotel with Alex. And Alex is like manager, the behind the scenes of kind of my social, so part of my team. And she was obviously there with me because she like sets up all the run club tours and events. And she was like, you okay? Or she said something and I was like, um, and then I just started like crying a bit. And I was just like, I just opened up and I feel that the reason why I didn't open up to Alex earlier was because I thought everything was my responsibility. Like there was nothing that I could have asked her to help me with. Cause I thought everything that was overwhelming me, like my tasks I needed to do was on me. Like no one else can record a podcast or make a video or edit a video or um, put something out that I need to do when that's literally like the things that I need to do. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't delegate that. And I told her, and even just the act of telling her helped like letting someone know even if they can't do much but just letting them know that you're going through something I remember that like this used to really help me with my mum because the thing is is mums don't always realize when you're going through something and also you don't always share like let's be honest you keep things to yourself and you kind of expect them to know but also don't I don't know and then they'll snap at you and then because you're already so on edge you're literally like crumble or snap back at them or just be so like deflated by the situation but I remember sometimes I used to go to my mum and be like mum I'm having such a hard time right now I am trying to be so kind to myself I'm trying to be so gentle because I feel very overwhelmed please may I just have some positivity or please can you just give me a hug and I and I don't need a solution I don't need another thing to do like can you just create some space for me and in those times when I opened up to her she was like okay yeah and like straight away you could see the difference in kind of how she was like not treating me but just giving me a bit more space and so it's the same kind of thing like even though I couldn't necessarily give any of the tasks that were overwhelming me to Alex just telling someone that I work with and her being like okay well what about this and what about that and even if let's say none of the solutions, like not theoret theoretically, but like none of them were kind of like solving the problem. Just hearing someone be there for you solved almost a bigger problem. Do you know what I mean? Like not a problem, but just the act of someone showing that they want to help you was like, it was really beneficial for me. Um, and so I was just like, okay, Anna, we're just gonna, take your time with things um and then I also opened up to another one of my friends my social media friends um you guys definitely know him James well you you don't definitely know him but if you're on TikTok you probably do um and I think you know depending on like which types of friends are which friends like you know with potentially social media friends when you come together and you make videos and you want to be happy right because you're making videos together you're on a good vibe and I remember just before I went to go meet like him and like his friends and stuff, I was like, Anna, for once, don't try change where you're at. Like you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed at the moment. Just, why don't you just be you? Come as you are and don't be afraid that 
like you don't have to be tip top perfect every time. You don't have to be the energetic whatever. And the truth is I'm still energetic while I'm anxious. I go into like flows, but it was actually so nice just to like hang out in the day and be so open. Like you'd be like, what's up? I'm like, I'm anxious. Like, I'm just, I'm just feeling like this. Like, this is how I'm feeling. To not have to say anything else. I don't know. It was really, really nice. Um, and so I opened up to more friends. And what's really interesting is other people's perceptions of how you're doing. And I think this is why as friends, it's so amazing when you can share, just like, I think you're doing amazing at the moment because we all are really, really tough on ourselves. And when someone else gives their perception, their true perception of how you're doing, sometimes it's really, really eye-opening. Like, I know I have some friends that are really, really tough on themselves. But when I think about what they've gone through and how they're doing and, you know, the work they're putting in and the fact that they're trying to, like, do more self-care and all of that stuff, I am so beyond proud of them. And I think they're smashing it. And in their head, they could be really, really down that they're not doing enough. And then it was the same when I went on this kind of weekend away and I talked about like hanging out with my friend that does socials, James. Um, I also guested on a podcast and I won't give away who was, um, what's it called, guesting me? No, hosting, um, because they haven't released their podcast yet. But it was another like Gymshark athlete. And, you know, she does really, really well for herself. And she said some really, really nice things about me. And she was like, honestly, I look up to you with how you are so chill with your socials. Like you don't have a, it doesn't seem like you have a fear of falling off. It doesn't seem like you need to overwork or drain yourself to the ground. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God, you've reminded me of what I've worked up to. Not worked up to, but the person that, I put effort into becoming like it, it takes work to do less. And what I mean by that is it took therapy sessions. It took journaling. It took like effort to tell myself to do less. And then you could be like, why would you want to do that? Well, because then I walk around happier. Like if I put less pressure on myself, I walk around happier. So I spent the last three years while being in this social media world, really like nailing down some boundaries, um, just like personal life, work life. And as I continuously meet people in the industry, they always say like, you're really, really good at that. And it was just really good to hear that and then kind of come away from that weekend and be like, right. Everyone around you is saying, firstly, everything's okay. And also your power is the fact that you can step back. And right now I feel like I'm taking a hundred steps forward and still not getting anywhere. And I think one of the things that I really, really took away and something that I carry forward now is this idea of in a world where you are praised for doing more, I want to do less. And that's literally what I stand by now because it's so true. We have this hustle and bustle culture, this grind, this work hard every day, do as much as you can, productivity, what you would like, how much you achieve, like the better human you are. And 
in that type of world, I think the most powerful thing is being okay with doing less. Don't you think? Like, I think there's a huge strength within that. And that's personally gonna be my focus now. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm going off to Hawaii for the rest of my life and I'm gonna sit by a beach. It's not that I'm doing nothing in my days, but what it will mean is that I don't expect so much from myself every day, that I can take a day off, that I can just do the bits I need to do and be totally okay with stepping back after that. Having a little bit more flow and not needing to do, 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 and being essentially happier inside. That's my goal. I have no idea if this is in any sort of chronological sense. You do have to work with me. My brain works in lots of different ways. I would love to know in my podcast DMs. Um, I have an Instagram podcast, Inside Anna's Mind. Um, just send me a little DM because I love hearing about certain things and it gives me confidence too, knowing that, I don't know, certain things I talked about helps because sometimes I could create an episode and I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea if that has any relevance. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, then you're welcome to give it a little star rating, whatever you fancy. Now, the next thing I wanna go into is this constant to-do list. And I think I genuinely had a belief that, no, if you put your foot down, you'll get everything done. And it really does feel like that. Like, you know, when you just have so many little things and you're working really hard to get them done, but things just keep adding up, but you have this belief that like, oh, you'll just be able to get it done. Let's be honest. When does that happen? Like to an extent, yes, you might write a list, get it all done. But what I find a lot of the time is then I find other things I should do and I get mad at myself that I haven't done them. So I could write a list of five things, get them done in my day, but I'll remember another thing that doesn't have to be done for that day, but I feel like it should be. And then I'll go to bed a bit like moody with myself. Oh, I didn't get everything done. I don't feel that like pure happiness that you believe you'll feel when you complete something or the things that you wanted to do in your day. And I kind of realized it's the same idea of, let's say, take your body. You know, I'll be happy when I lose weight, right? Then you lose the weight and you're like, why am I not happy? And it's like, right, because you have to be happy in the present moment um, to be able to, you have to like your body in the present moment because when you eventually do lose weight, you're back in the present moment. And if you're always, you know, liking something in the future, you're never gonna reach it. That's a side topic. Going back to kind of like to-do lists and stuff, it's the same kind of idea. And I met up with my finance lady, chief financial officer. That sounds really, really like weird and complicated, but I was, yeah, I had a finance meeting with her. We were talking about everything about the business for like the next years and whatever, how it's going at the moment. And then we had like lunch afterwards. And you know, when you are with someone that you know, knows a lot and is wise. And so what I was doing with her was I was rallying, like I was rallying my thoughts with her. I felt safe enough to be able to say everything that was going on in my mind. So we were just having lunch and I was talking about never feeling like, you know, always feeling like I've got more to do. And so I was like, yeah, I always feel like I have more to do. And she goes, well, Anna, you're always gonna feel like that, etc." 
and then I was giving her more thoughts and then she was she just it was it was all my anxiety thoughts being answered by someone I trusted and by the end of the conversation I feel like I had all my kind of like witty little replies like what about this what about that what about that and by the end of it I was like oh okay I actually understand it and bearing in mind this woman is incredible so if you're not going to take it from me take it from her she is honestly incredible she has a very successful business and she's just one of those women where you're like I am inspired by you like a woman in finance I feel like that's quite empowering and she you know, for someone who's, she's also a workaholic, but to hear this from her made me like, sometimes you don't want to hear advice from people who necessarily don't have like the same big dreams as you. It's not, not necessarily the same, the same ones, but at least they don't have like super big dreams themselves. Whereas Christina, she's got huge dreams. She's reached a lot. Like I trusted her. And she said, you will always have a to-do list. The right way to go about it is realistically pick a few things, maybe when it's like a full working day or something, pick three things that you need to get done today. And then kind of on your list, which ones need to get done tomorrow and which could get done the next day, right? And spread them out instead of thinking that your whole to-do list is for the Tuesday that you're in. No, it can be for the Tuesday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, spread it out. She then said, once you have done it, you have to allow yourself to stop. Imagine working hard and then not giving the reward that you promised yourself. It's going to build a lack of trust in your body that when you get things done, that there will be kind of rest. And it's probably why we procrastinate and why we do things because we don't actually fully know whether, you know, if we get loads done, we're actually going to let ourselves rest, which is such an example in my case. Like I'll work a week straight, not give myself any rest. And it's like, well, no wonder you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed because one, you're not resting, but you're never actually feeling good that you've done things in your day. Going back to what Christina said, Once you've got them done, take yourself away, allow yourself to chill out. And then there's two sections to it. You have to promise yourself that you're going to stop and that you're going to chill. And it doesn't mean that you can't necessarily do more, but it means you have to be 100% satisfied with yourself if you get those things done. And then the second thing is committing to your commitments. Now, you guys have heard me say that before. I commit to my commitments and Christina is actually the lady that I got it off from probably a year ago. She said that to me and it has stuck with me the whole year. And she reminded, I, I actually forgot she was the one who told me it. And then when we were at this little like meeting lunch thing, she said it again. I was like, oh my God, of course that quote. And she said, look, if you say you're going to do two hours of editing at 9am, you have to do it. If you don't, you are causing a lack of trust within your system that you don't do things. And then that's why you get all like overwhelmed and stressed and whatever. And so there's two sides to it. Writing down when you're going to do it and do it. But the second thing is not overloading it, not saying that you're doing something every every hour of the day and you've got to get 10 things done. 
It's like get three decent things done. When you've done, when you've done them, feel good, you're accomplished, you're gonna do the rest tomorrow or whatever way you need to like organize that. So that really, really helped me because like today, normally my typical Monday, I would be quite hard on myself, not hard on myself, but like I am quite motivated on a Monday anyways. And so I would get up, go to a coffee shop, do some admin, make a video. And then I'd be like, right, I need to record a podcast. And then I'd rush back. And like the thing that is actually most important in my day. So on a Monday, it's a podcast. It becomes less of a priority because I'm kind of using my brain power in the beginning of the day. I'm kind of putting it on the back seat. Like I'm like, oh, I'll just do it when I've done everything else. And then once she told me this whole thing of like, just pick a few things like, you don't always have to try to get everything done. When I woke up today, I was like, my two things I wanna get done today is to record my podcast and finishing edit editing my YouTube video. And I was like, okay, my YouTube video I can do like in the afternoon, evening. And I guess my podcast, like, I don't know, I was like choosing what time I should do it. And it meant that I was actually able to just wake up, go a little bit slower. And I know this is a bit different to if you work like a corporate job or, you know, you don't necessarily get to pick how your working day goes, but even if this is like your personal life and how you arrange your evenings and when you need to get some chores done, but also want to relax too. And so, yeah, it just felt really, really good today to be able to go a little bit slower, but also get the things done that I wanted to do. And it's so weird that if I take two days in comparison, take a Monday about a month ago and then take today's Monday, I probably physically did more on the one four weeks ago, maybe of less quality. One thing I know for sure was I was stressed out of my head. I felt like crap, I felt anxious and that. And even if I did loads, I didn't feel accomplished. Take today, I'm relaxed. I'm happy and once I've done this kind of podcast and I've done my other little thing, I already feel accomplished. Like I tidied up my house today and it's like, once I've done something, I actually feel like I've done enough, which is just for me is one of, I know I've already kind of said it, but my biggest goal and it's always what remind, like I always remind myself of it is do you feel happy in the process of it? And if you don't, what can you change about it? Because, you know, I know there's a lot always going around by like, oh, it's the journey that matters, not the end. No, it really is true. Everything is a journey. So you can wait till you have your dream body. You can wait till you have a new relationship. You can wait till you get the new job. You can wait and wait and wait and wait and you're just putting that kind of final feeling of, you know what, I'm doing good enough and I'm really happy in this moment on pause for these future events. Um, and so, yeah. Enjoying the journey and making the journey essentially enjoyable is what is really important. Whether that's your running journey, your work journey and process, your love life, anything like that making sure that the experience is nice for you. And I think that was one of the kind of 
crazy, not crazy things, but take social media and take people that are on it, right? You can see someone on socials that are doing amazing, right? They're growing lots, their videos are getting loads of views. You literally don't know how they feel. And most of the time people feel like crap. And I think it's one of the biggest things that people don't understand online. A lot of the people that do socials don't feel good enough. It, it like, I don't know how to explain it. And it's not necessarily like, oh, I don't feel good enough in my body. It's like, they don't feel good enough in their, in their accounts, in how their videos are doing, whether they've made enough videos. It kind of brings this like workaholic side out of everyone. And, and just, I don't know, constantly feeling like you're not doing enough. And I think that was something that really stood out to me and made me want to change things was because a month ago I was growing, my videos were doing well, all from an outside, yet I felt like utter crap because I expected myself to do more. I was beating myself up for things and all of those stuff. And I genuinely don't care how my socials are doing. If I'm not happy, that is my biggest priority now. Like, and I've reminded myself that a lot throughout the last couple of years, but it's really like an important thing for me now, my personal life. And I know, you know, you may not be able to relate if you're not on socials as like a creator, but I think take it even as like, everyone's on socials these days anyways. Like, let's say you just have like an account and stuff just a reminder that like people's stories and people's posts, nothing means like everything means nothing if what's going on inside isn't like feeling good. And that's not to say that you're supposed to feel good all the time, but I, I just want to make you guys more aware of that. Okay. I now want to talk about losing my creativity because this was another piece of the puzzle. And I noticed that I kept repeating I need to go work. I need to go do some work. And you might be like, what are you on about, Anna? There's lots of different sections to what I do as a career. Video making is one of them. Now, I love it so much. It is one of my passions. And it's not that I was ever like a tech nerd or like doing it when I was younger. When I was younger, I was the sporty kid. I didn't know that I was gonna have a business brain. I didn't know that I was going to make videos and like editing and all of that stuff. I was never like amazing at art or something. Like I was somewhat creative, but I was never like the best artist or something like that. So I didn't know that like I was a super creative person. I just thought I'm the sporty kid. Anyways, video making is one of my passions and the way my account started, it was just all for fun. And throughout the years, I've had to catch myself at points where I don't turn it into fun and then I find that passion again and I love it. And this year has been amazing for me. Like I have enjoyed the process so, so much. But what I had noticed the last month, and I have no idea how long this was going on for, but I noticed I kept saying, I need to do work. And it was kind of on my YouTube blogs. And what's really weird is my connection with that word. I see that as quite negative. And I was talking about this with my therapist. I was like, 
every time I say like, oh, I need to go do some work, it feels quite negative and it feels so wrong to connect that with making videos and my creative thing. And I think what happened was not what I think what happened, but it's an interesting process when the thing that you love becomes your job because you get paid for it and it, well, it essentially becomes your job. You get increase in deadlines, you get potentially some pressure to perform. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of little different things. And suddenly it goes from, oh my gosh, I wanna do this, I wanna create that. Oh my gosh, this would be such a good idea to, oh no, I don't think that would get enough views. Oh no, I don't think that would do very well. I don't know if people would like that. Um, no, like all of these things, all of these mind blocks, other people's opinions, how it will do. And I watched this YouTube video and what it said was just so right. And it was saying how like, as a creator, you can lose your creativity and become more focused on what gets people's attention rather than what is cultivating your creativity. The idea of when I'm making videos is to have fun. And when you start going into a mindset of what will get the most attention, what will get the most views, you're kind of going down a bit of a rocky path. Creativity, the act of it is very beneficial for us. We get in a flow state, we're enjoying ourselves, you're getting your brain pumping. And to take it down a more negative route can be quite harmful. Anyways, at some degree, that's what I was doing. And I, yeah, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I keep saying I need to go work, but like, why is videos, like, why does videos come into that? Like, fair enough if I need to go do some admin, but I feel like I'm destroying my creativity every time I tell myself, you need to go work and, really I'm supposed to be making and creating. And so the first thing I did was physically stop saying that when it came to me making videos. I now say I'm gonna go make some videos. I can't explain the difference in energy towards it. And I don't know whether you guys can take this in a different sense. Maybe let's say you're an athlete or you're training for something and you keep saying like, oh, I have to go this, I have to do this. What about like, oh my gosh, I get to run today. Or just whatever used to be something that you enjoyed and now you find yourself kind of putting this, I have to, or this kind of negative thing on it. Try to reframe or like re-say the way that you're actually saying it out loud. And it really helped for me because it made it an exciting thing again. I started going like, oh, I'm going to the coffee shop to make a video. So exciting. And then when I used to say, yeah, I've got to go to the coffee shop to go do some work. Like how depressing does that sound? No wonder I felt so anxious and f like felt in not a great headspace. I'm like, ugh. Anyways, that was lesson number one. The second thing was being really gentle on deadlines with creative kind of pieces and projects. To put a deadline on it, obviously we always need some sort of deadline, you know, to be able to complete the project. But one thing I'd really learn is which deadlines are your own and which ones are ones you actually have to follow. And I realized that a lot of the deadlines I thought I had were actually just created by myself. And so I am actually the only one that has the power to essentially take them off. 
for example, I would film a video and I wouldn't edit for like two days. I wouldn't edit it. Came the third day, I was like, right, I need to do this. I didn't do it. Fourth day, I need to do this. Come to the sixth day, I'd feel really, really guilty that I hadn't done this video in time. And what it meant was that like I kept procrastinating on it. And also what happened was when I started the video, all I wanted to do was get it out as soon as possible. Like just do, like edit it till you're happy, but because you've left it so long and you feel like it needs to be in ASAP, you're kind of gonna rush the processes. And then since I kind of had this whole realization of things needed to change, my first video back, like making something, I sat down and I go, you don't have a deadline. The fact that you're sitting down and doing it, great. And I edited it and what it allowed me, and not necessarily allowed me, but I started going down little avenues while I was editing. I was like, oh, what about this idea? And I'd spend 20 minutes going into it and then I'd watch it and I'm like, oh, actually no. And it'd give me another idea. So I would completely delete all the editing and go again. And I went into like three different or four different avenues. But if I had put that deadline on my creativity, I would have gone with the first one or just be like, yeah, that's okay. Or got to a place where I was happy with, but it's not always about the end result. It's the process of allowing myself to dip into these different ideas, which is actually really important for my brain and just happiness. And I don't know, it was just really nice. And so not like releasing those deadlines. That is also like sub topic, you know, we're just jumping around here. What my therapist always says when I come to her really overwhelmed, she goes, Anna, what actually has to get done today? And I'll say some things and she goes, and which ones are your deadlines? And I go, oh, you've got me there. Because the amount of times you create, like this has to be done this day, this has to be done that day. And the truth is when you're feeling super overwhelmed, you literally just wanna get done. You just wanna get the things done that have to be done that day. Because then you can just get those done, stop, relax, do the self care, feel better the next day. And I think this whole creativity thing is something that is always gonna be an ongoing process, but I definitely feel that I've made some progress on it and protecting that creative space trying not to put these harsh deadlines, these pressures, anything like that. Okay, the last thing I wanna talk about is cycle syncing. And this has helped me so much recently. And it's not even the fact that I've made loads of changes. It's more the fact that I've understood a lot and that act of understanding has allowed me to have way more compassion for myself recently. And if you don't know what cycle syncing at all is, cycle syncing is understanding the phases of your menstruation and that there's a lot more than just having a period once a month. And actually there's, your whole month kind of changes. The main idea of it, and I'd love to do like a more in detail podcast episode when I've learned more, men revolve around a 24 hour body clock. And a lot of the things in our world are based off that. The fact that we work the same amount every day, we're told do this in the morning, work in the day, do things in the evening, go to bed, right? You're on this 24 hour clock. Women are on a 28 day 
clock. Do you know how different that is? It's why we feel so different every day. And if you're not in line or know what's going on, you're so out of whack. You you struggle to even know when to have compassion for yourself because you forget what phase of your cycle are and you're not even aware of it. And I've started reading this book called Inflow. I would really recommend it. Now, I put it in my broadcast channel yesterday and then I deleted it a few hours later because I had re- I hadn't I haven't even read the whole book, right? I really really do recommend the book. But yeah, I've I only read a certain amount in. I then posted my recommendation and then I read more and it had a few things that potentially could be triggering for someone who is struggling with like eating disorder thoughts. And so I took it down because I feel like the explanation was needed. Now, when you read books, a lot of time in self-improvement books weight will come up losing weight will come up because it's this idea of something that you want and I have learned post eating disorder recovery to just ignore like I'll read through it like I'm never gonna pick up a losing weight book but let's say it's like 10 ways to better your life or this cycle sinking book it's actually not heavily on losing weight at all it's really not it just has a few things where it says this will help you lose weight. And they're the parts where I'm able to ignore, but I just want to put it out there because I just I just feel like that's, I, I don't know, I'd feel bad if maybe someone wasn't able to block those thoughts out, read it, and it made them go down a certain way. But overall, it is actually really, really good. It, it promotes slowing down or like just going in flow, well, with your flow, and it's really, really helped me. For example, I'm currently in my luteal phase. I'm such like a, such a cycle sinking girly now. And I normally really, really struggle in this phase. I'll be completely honest. This is just before you're about to come onto your period. Honestly, I love my period. I cry of happiness when my period comes because my luteal phase is over. That is like the difference in my phases. And so it's like the 10 days before your period or week before your period. And I'm currently in it. My cravings go up. My blood sugar's like on a roller coaster. Um, I feel really sluggish. I don't feel productive. All of these things. And normally it is chaos. I am crying or I'm overwhelmed. I'm go, go, go. I'm running on adrenaline. I crash at the end of the day. I don't feel good. All of that stuff. Do you want to know how nice of a day I've had today? because I've been aware of where I'm at and I've slowed down kind of in means with it. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I'm saying it. It, It's just crazy. Like I'm just walking around slower. I've started eating. Like there's, there's certain foods to add to kind of what you're eating, depending on what phase of your cycle. And one of the things I really love about the book, it doesn't really say take away things. It says add, which I think is really beneficial, especially when like, I don't know, when you're trying something new, you don't really want to be told to take away things. And so like today I added pears, apples, raisins, dates to kind of like my breakfast and my snack because it's supposed to help your hormones in the luteal phase. And I was like, okay. And I just, I don't know, I was so happy about it. Um, And I just feel happier. I feel better, like taking things purposely slower. This is my kind of recharge time. Um, and yeah, I'm currently reading the book. I'm nearly halfway. I love it. I'm also back into my reading, which makes me super, super happy. Um, and yeah, overall what I've learned is 
the power of slowing down. And I'm really, really here for it. As I said earlier, in a world where you are praised for doing more, I want to do less. And in my less, I will do the things I do with more energy and intention and quality. Like what I produce or what I do will have a bigger impact. I just don't wanna do volume. I don't wanna fill up my whole day. I don't wanna be go, go, go. I wanna like mooch around, but do really well <laughs> or feel really good. I think that's a better kind of thing to say. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I know it was a bit of like a crazy little ride. I don't know, maybe it wasn't. I am definitely gonna come back to you with more cycle syncing things. Let me know if you want that. And yeah, I'm just sending so much love. I hope you guys are doing okay. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye-bye.